When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Caves and mountains are starting to look better than ever, but we've only begun to scratch the surface of possible changes that could come to the biomes of Minecraft's overworld. How could the river biomes be improved in the future? Let's find out in this episode of Dig Straight Down. What is going on, crafters? Welcome to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC, recorded on Thursday, April 1st, 2021. Happy April, everybody. Um, no, this is not an April Fool's uh, episode. I'm not going to joke with you. I'm not going to tell lies. I'm not going to try to fool you at all. This is just a straight up episode. So don't uh, you don't have to be on your guard. <laughs> um, there won't be a Dragon's Egg Challenge this episode since I kind of got a little out of sync a couple of episodes ago, I'm trying to get back on track with that. There is a there is a Dragon's Egg Challenge currently in progress right now. In fact, um, it is the due date for the uh, the team's answers for that challenge is due the Wednesday following this episode right here. So there won't be a Dragon's Egg Challenge this episode, but there will be in the next episode. So please stay tuned for that. This is probably going to be a shorter episode because there is no Dragon's Egg Challenge, but that is okay. Let's start off with a listener email, and this comes from Quill07. And they say, Hey Rubble, I love the podcast, and I have an idea for something that could be added to Minecraft. Let me know what you think, and keep up the great work. Well, thank you. And their idea is baggy leather armor, and this is what they say about it. I really don't like that only leather armor can be customized, so I was thinking... What if you could create baggy leather armor? This will be made by adding an extra piece of leather to any leather armor on a crafting table. This can't be worn, but it can be added to any tier of armor for customization. Thanks, Quill07. P.S. Y'all sub to dig straight down. I agree, y'all sub to dig straight down. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for the email, and thanks for the really awesome idea. I like the idea here because it makes sense. Um, leather armor is the only armor that you can customize in Minecraft. By dyeing it, you can change the colors. And you can really make interesting-looking combinations with it. But I like the idea of taking it to the next level. So basically what Quill is saying here is that what we could do is change leather armor a little bit so that it can be then added onto, say, iron or gold or diamond or netherite armor. Um, And I'm assuming that we're able to dye this baggy leather armor, this baggy leather material, and then add that dyed leather to armor. Thus having, say, you know, we have diamond armor, and then we have over the top of it a sort of like an extra little layer of customization. You have your red leather... um, uh, you, your red leather accents, basically. You're adding leather accents that are colored 
to your base diamond or iron or gold or what have you armor. I really like that idea a lot because it would not take that much to implement this idea. It, it Really, all you have to do is allow the player to add leather armor to other kinds of armor. And maybe even this could give some sort of... Uh, some sort of durability buff or some sort of um, protection buff to armor if you're basically combining two types of armor together. I really like this idea, um, and I can't think of a way to improve it. So I'm, I'm absolutely on board with baggy leather armor. I like the name here because it implies that like it's it's chunkier, there's more dimension to it, but also maybe it's pockets. Maybe there are pockets included in this kind of leather overlay to your diamond armor um, and maybe that would allow you then to carry extra stuff I don't know something to think about there thanks again for the email Quill I really appreciate it and appreciate the idea there um, and uh, guys listeners let me know what you think if you like this idea if you think that there should be something that uh, should be changed or adjusted uh, let me know and send me an email, especially if you have any ideas of your own that you would like to see added to Minecraft. Um, so that being said, guys, let's dig into the main discussion of this episode. So before we get to the absolute main topic of discussion, I do want to go over real quick uh, a couple of things that have happened since last episode. So we have a new Java snapshot, and that is snapshot 21W13A. And I'm not going to go over any of the nitty-gritty details in this. I'm just going to go over some of the things that I thought were particularly interesting. Number one thing is goats are now added in Java Minecraft, um, whereas before they were only found, I believe they were only found in Bedrock. And now I could be completely mistaken on that. But I believe that goats were only found in bedrock betas. Um, but now we have them in Java. Goats are awesome. I'm a big fan of goats. Um, they spawn in mountains. Um, as, um, that being the mountains that we have in Java right now, which are not the mountains that we will eventually have when 1.17 actually comes out. They spawn in mountains. They can scale the sides of mountains with their incredible jumps. And I believe that the highest that they can jump is 10 blocks, which is absolutely insane. And I cannot wait to see goats do this in the game. Uh, goats can be tempted and bred using wheat, uh, very much like sheep can. And goats are another source of milk. So goat milk confirmed in Minecraft. Awesome. Um, I, I, I believe I did hear... Somebody say recently that goats also drop mutton. I don't know if that's true, um, but at the very least, goats can help you out of a sticky situation when it comes to being poisoned or having any other undesirable effect. That's great to know. I kind of wish that they would add some... It, it, I kind of wish that they would change it so that milk actually counted as a food source. Um, maybe that's a little OP since it's you know very readily available. But, I mean, you know, mushroom stew is readily available. All you have to do is right-click a, a mushroom with a bowl and you have soup to eat. So, um, I don't, maybe, maybe it's not OP. Maybe this is something that they need to consider is allowing milk to help us replenish our hunger bar. It makes a lot of sense because milk actually does that in real life. <laughs> and um, it, it would be a good food source to have 
maybe not a very strong maybe not a very strong food source maybe it doesn't replenish hunger as strongly as other things but i think it would be a good idea uh, moving on to the next thing that's in the snapshot that I thought was incredibly interesting, they added a light block <laughs> to Java Minecraft. Um, apparently this was already in Bedrock, I don't know. Uh, Bedrock players, correct me on that if I'm wrong. But you can only get it in creative mode if you forward slash give yourself this uh, light block. It's an air-like water loggable block, so you can place it underwater without it creating an air pocket. It emits light at a level determined by the block state, so I believe it goes up to light level 15. I think that's the, the highest level, uh, from 0 to 15. Um, it is visible and targetable only when the item is held, similar to the barrier block. So if you've played with barrier blocks before, it's going to operate pretty much exactly like that. And you right-click on it, and it cycles through each light level. This is going to... It'll be interesting to see what the player base does with this light block. Um, I imagine that most of the time it's going to be used by map makers um, and creative mode builders uh, to to really, really give facelift to their builds in a way that you cannot do with the traditional light sources that we already have in the game because these things are invisible. These things, you cannot see lights, a light source placed on a block, um, as opposed to, you know, torches or, or lanterns or end rods, things like that, where you have to take up space, and this thing is invisible, so you could feasibly create a build that's completely lit up, completely spawn-proof, and there are no visible light sources. That is a game-changer, um, and there's a lot of people who are saying, this really needs to be in survival Minecraft. And I kind of agree. Um, I think that it could be done. I haven't really thought through how, but I'm sure there's a lot of really great ideas. Um, perhaps this could be sort of an end game level resource that we could get. Maybe this is craftable by um, using glowstone and combining it with some sort of very rare material. Maybe something that you can only get out in the outer end islands or something like that. Um, I don't know. I think that this could be done. I think that the challenge of using it, because you, you can only see the light source if you're holding the item, I think that adds a level of challenge to using it, so it's not a very convenient thing to use, plus possibly making it very difficult to obtain, a very expensive resource. I think then that counterbalances any objections of well we don't we want the that the, the the developers might have of well we want the players to be very creative in how they use light and they have to actually hide the source if they don't want it to be seen they have to kind of build around things i think maybe counterbalancing okay that challenge with a new challenge of this thing is very difficult to get very expensive to obtain and then challenging to use um I think that, that it could be done. If you guys have any ideas of how the light block, the new light block, could be added to survival Minecraft, let me know. Please email me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. I want to see some really, really good ideas on how this could be added to survival, because I would love to see it added. The next thing I want to talk about is the new Bedrock beta that has come out. This is Minecraft 
changelog 1.16.230.52, and I don't know what the significance of those numbers are. If you do, let me know. I'm not a bedrock person. I just clicked on the link, and I'm reading what I see. So the interesting thing that happened in this bedrock beta, at least to me, is the addition of axolotls to bedrock Minecraft. Um, we have axolotls in Java, snapshots, but now they have them also in Bedrock, which is awesome. Um, and I watched a Exumavoid video on this on this uh, beta, and it was pretty cool that axolotls are now spawning underground in water. So in flooded caves and uh, aquifers, you will possibly find axolotls swimming around. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I love seeing it. They are awesome creatures, probably probably in my top three favorite Minecraft mobs, and I'm going to have to make that list one day and talk about it. Um, but uh, going over the uh, changelog notes on the axolotl, uh, axolotls will spawn underground in water. Uh, holding a bucket of tropical fish will cause nearby axolotls to follow the player on both land and water. Axolotls cannot be tamed, but they can be bred by feeding them buckets of tropical fish. Axolotls will attack fish, squids, drowned, and guardians. They come in a variety of colors. Um, blue axolotls have a small chance of spawning as a mutation when breeding two axolotls, so I think that the blue axolotls are probably the more rare ones. Yeah, yeah, they all have an equal um, chance of spawning except for blue, which can only is a, is a mutation, so that's really cool. Um, axolotls can survive on dry land for a few minutes. After that, they will start to dry out and take damage until rehydrated. So, guys, uh, take care of your axolotl pets. Uh, when taking damage, there's a chance that the axolotl will play dead. While playing dead, the axolotl will regenerate health, and mobs will be unable to target the axolotl. That's awesome. I love that mechanic so much, and I cannot wait to play with it. Um, when a player kills a mob that the axolotl was attacking, they are rewarded with the regeneration effect, and mining fatigue is removed if they have it. So, that's really cool. I wonder if this works, if the axolotl is on dry land. Um... Now I'm trying. That probably it probably doesn't even matter because axolotls really only attack water creatures. Um, but but say just for instance, just just for the sake of you know thinking about this and having fun with an idea, if axolotls just attacked any hostile mob, and this worked if they were out of the water, imagine taking just like bucket full buckets full of axolotls like into a woodland mansion, <laughs> and then just. You know, you place an axolotl down, it attacks, say, um, it attacks an evoker, and then you kill the evoker, and then you're walking around with regeneration, you know. That would be pretty cool. Um, but this is going to be specifically, I think, handy for raiding ocean monuments, and it removes mining fatigue. That's amazing. That's incredible. Um, no more taking buckets of milk down into an ocean monument. That's a one-time use thing. This is going to be much better. Take an army of axolotls into every ocean monument that you can. Um, that's going to be awesome. Also, axolotls can be picked up with buckets like fish. Um, not, not really new information there. So I'm really excited about the axolotl, and I think that it's an incredibly well-fleshed-out mob. 
as opposed to many of the other mobs that are in the game. I think they really, really did a great job so far in implementing all of these features into one mob. That's incredible to me, and I cannot wait to play with this um, in real life. <laughs> so, um, moving on to the next, I guess this is the main topic that I wanted to talk about. One of the things that I've been thinking about recently, um, we're having a lot of really cool updates coming to biomes. Basically, we're having new biomes added to the game. We have the Lush Caves biome, we have the Dripstone Caves biome, and I believe that the Deep Dark is a biome. I don't think it's any sort of new dimension or different level of world depth or anything like that. I think that it is a biome very, very similar to what the Lush Caves and the Dripstone Caves are. So we're getting new biomes, we're getting an update to the caves, which could have been considered a biome, um, themselves, and it's just making me think of, you know, all of the other biomes in the game that really could use an update. Now we've we've had biome votes in the past where they've shown different biome updates that were possible. So we've had swamp uh, update possibilities shown, uh, some possibilities for the badlands, for the savannas, for the deserts. Um, and I'm probably drawing a blank on some of the other ones, but I know there was a, a, a one or two other ones there. And I know that these will come eventually, so we will eventually get those things that they showed us, at least in one form of it or another, um, when, when they showed them in the past biome update votes. One biome that I would really love to see updated, and I think that this is kind of glossed over by many players is the river biome. Now, I, I'm not particularly sure if rivers are considered biomes on their own. I think that they are because I'm, I'm recalling a, um, a cub fan video, a hermitcraft video that he did where he was, he was working in his huge pyramid um, base and he wanted to he was building a he was building a mini game that had that had to use snowballs and so he was creating a snowball form with a um, snowman a, a, or snow golem rather and his base is in the middle of a desert biome and the problem with snow golems and deserts is that they begin to melt if they're in deserts or hot biomes so what he did, and I thought this was very, very genius of him. What he did was he located a river biome, or a river that was that was running through his base. Basically, the river was no longer there. He had filled it in at this point, but the game still remembered where the river was, and he was able to build the snow golem in that river area. So I do believe that rivers are considered biomes of their own accord. And it was just really cool to see that, you know, in the middle of a desert, he could still build a snow golem just by locating, you know, like this river sort of breaking up the, the desert biome. It was a pretty cool idea there. Um, but I do think that river biomes could use an overhaul. And perhaps this could coincide with a swamp update. So the update that's going to bring us um, uh, the mangrove trees and... Um, updates to, you know, how we use chests and boats and uh, frogs and things like that. Um, I think that that would, th th these two things could go hand in hand very well. Um, but rivers are so bland right now. Um, 
they add a lot to the game, really. I think that they add a lot of um, life and atmosphere to the game and, and a challenge when it comes to traveling, too. Um, that kind of keeps keeps gameplay a little lively. Um, and I personally love to build next to build bases next to rivers and then kind of look out, you know. And, and I, I like fishing in the game. It's just really fun and relaxing. And sometimes in rivers, um, like, fish will spawn either they're, uh, you know, cod or or salmon and i like to see them you know swimming around and jumping in with a sword and whacking them and getting fish that way it's super fun but as far as like the features that rivers offer to the game and the the way rivers look i think there's a lot lacking there a lot that you know there's a lot of room for improvement and so i have a few ideas here that i wanted to talk about and i want your feedback on it so um, if you like these ideas or if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me with those. So the first idea that I had here is different types of rivers, um, just like we have in real life. So these would um, rely mainly on there being different uh, states given to water source blocks. So let's go down the list here that I have. First of all, the first type of river that I have here is the dry riverbed. And this would be basically what it sounds like. It would be a ditch with no water in it. <laughs> um, I think what this could add, what this could potentially offer as a positive would be extra deposits of gravel. So the idea here would be that the clay that once existed at the bottom of this river when it was full of water and that clay was being hydrated and the soil was hydrated. Now that the water is taken away, that clay in the soil has dehydrated and has left gravel in its place. So these dry riverbeds would be just chock full of gravel, which of course is something that um, people who play a lot of Minecraft really want in, in big bulk quantities is gravel. And I don't believe gravel is renewable, at least not yet. Well, possibly. Actually, I think it is. Uh, now, yeah, yeah, I'm, that's right. You can you can barter with piglins, and piglins will give you gravel. But I think if you want gravel in bulk quantities, and you don't want to have to go to the Nether to get them, um, finding dry riverbeds would be a cool thing. So dry river, riverbeds with no water, but lots and lots of gravel. The next you know type of river would be the kind that we have right now, and these would be called still rivers. These are rivers that. The water is completely still, there's no sort of current at all, and they would be basically like the rivers that we have now, not much changed about them. Um, the next one would be lazy rivers. Now these would be rivers that have a slight current. The water sources in these rivers have a slight directional current that's very, very gentle. Um, um, and, and, and possibly kind of give a little bit of uh, a, a more like a lazy bobbing effect if you're floating in it and it just sort of carries you away to one side or the other. Um, and so that that would be called the lazy river. The next the next type of river would be simply flowing rivers. Now these would be flowing at a bit more of a faster pace than the lazy river. Um, the next up from that would be the rapids. Now the rapids would be water sources in a river that just flow very quickly. Um, so any items, mobs, or players that fall into the rapids will be swept along very, very quickly. 
Um, so these would be just different types of rivers based on the state of the water source blocks within them. And maybe they could flow from one state to the other depending on the, the location that these water sources are in the river or maybe depending on the surrounding blocks. Um, but I think this would be really cool to see um, and give a little bit more extra challenge to crossing rivers. You have to kind of be able to recognize what kind of river it is and be careful that you might not get swept away by a rapid um, and miss your footing maybe if you're trying to get away from something or speed run or something like that. Another idea that I had would, that would go hand in hand with these different water source block states would be water wheels. Now, water wheels would be craftable in a crafting table. They'd be relatively small. You'd craft them pretty simply with maybe a stone in the middle surrounded by planks and sticks in a, in a particular pattern. Um, and then placing water wheels in a water source would give a redstone s signal that depends on the state of the water block it is placed in. Um, and the, the, the signals would go from zero if you're placing a water wheel in a still water block that has no current. The, the redstone signal, it doesn't exist. There is no redstone, so it will be a signal of zero. Um, if you place a water wheel in a lazy uh, flowing um, water block, it would just be a signal of five. So the redstone signal will be five. If it's placed in a flowing river water block, it would be a uh, signal of 10, and if it was placed in a rapids um, water block, it would be a signal of 15. Um, and right-clicking on a water source with a heart of the sea would toggle through these states. So you would be able to control the state of each water source block um, by right-clicking on it with the heart of the sea. And I chose heart of the sea because it's sort of like this mystic, magical... Uh, item that's connected to water. So my idea, my idea here for lore is that the heart of the sea has a power over water that you can sort of uh, use to command the state of the water. So um, say you wanted to create a, uh, a redstone contraption using a water wheel and you wanted to control the the this, the redstone signal that's coming out of the water wheel, well, all you have to do is change the state of the water source block it's connected to by right-clicking on it with a heart of the sea, and it would toggle through still, lazy, flowing, or rapids and give you different signals depending on which state it is. Um, another thing, too, is that these different states of water blocks would allow for better travel and control of waterways. So say if you wanted to create a a way of traveling in the overworld or in like the end um, using boats and maybe like a waterlogged highway or like a, um, a um, an aqueduct or something. Um, you would be able to create a controlled way of traveling by building this thing and then determining how fast and what direction these water sources are flowing if, if they're rapids or if they're lazy if you want to you know be able to scoot over in your boat get into a lazy river lane and sort of kind of come to a halt at a particular port or whatever um, you're basically creating water highways through your world for fast or slow controlled travel i think that that would be amazing to see 
Um, and also, it would be a reflection of, you know, real life, because in real life, not every river is just completely still. In fact, most rivers have at least a little bit of a current. And I would like to see that um, reflected in the game, and I think it could be done um, this way, basically. Some other changes I would add to river biomes in a river biome update. I would love to see some more river life added to river biomes. So plant life and animal life and things that happen in the natural world that are associated with rivers and river biomes in real life. The first thing that I would like to see, honestly, is uh, cattail plants. So these, I mean, if you're not familiar with these, these are basically long reeds with a big, long, hot dog-shaped bulb on the end. And they're very I think they're very iconic when it comes to the idea of, you know, waterways in the wilderness and, and you know, rivers and lakes and that kind of thing. Um, and they're beautiful. And I, I think that this could be done very easily in Minecraft. I know right now we, we have sugar canes and they look very nice, but that's kind of all we have when it comes to water plant life um, on the surface. I know we're getting like drip leaf and and um, things like that, but that's sort of for caves. I would like to see something specifically for overworld. So I would like to see cattails. I would also like to see rushes, and rushes are basically those smaller clumps of dense reeds that you sometimes find at the edges of rivers and lakes. Um, those could be basically a bush variant that you could then place in detail landscaping anywhere else just for decoration's sake. Um, I would also like to see actual lily flowers that appear on lily pads. Um, this would be obviously be for more than just rivers. This would be applicable to swamps. But it's sort of a missed opportunity, in my opinion, to add a really, really cool... Um, a really, really cool flower variety. We already have part of it. We have the lily pad. Let's just get the lily flower that goes with it. I mean, that is sort of a no-brainer to me, and I would love to see that, and that would offer so many decorative uses to, to builders in Minecraft. I think it would be amazing. I would also like to see pebbles, um, because one of my pet peeves when I watch people build in Minecraft, and, I, and, and to, to be fair, this is all they have to work with. They really don't have any other resource to work with but when they add little stones and pebbles and little you know little details like that to the build they usually use stone buttons and i understand why i mean there's there's no other little stone or pebble thing to use in in minecraft why don't we just add one uh so say at the bottom of rivers and lakes and uh, bodies of water you could find pebbles and these are like smooth looking pebbles that you could then collect and then place as it sort of like you can place um, candles and uh, and um, what's the, what I'm looking for seed pickles. Um, so you know uh, you can place these things four in a block and maybe uh, maybe also like flowers where they're a little off axis or off center to give a little bit of a more organic feel. Um, say that you have four pebbles in your in your hand and you want to place them all in the same block. So you place them, you're able to place four pebbles on a, on a block, and they're a little bit off-center, they're a little bit random in their placement, so they come across a bit more organic. I think that that would really fix the issue of having to use buttons um, that are rectangular and perfectly centered in a block, you know, and they feel not organic at all, they don't feel natural at all, well, because they're buttons, they're a technical thing, they're not something that happens in nature. 
Um, so I think that that would be an amazing thing to add that would add so much depth to landscaping and uh, building in Minecraft. I would love to see it. Um, so as far as like mobs that could be added to rivers, the first thing that came to mind, the absolute first thing that came to mind is the mud skipper. If you don't know what a mud skipper is, stop listening right now and Google this creature. It's so crazy. It's, it's, it's such a Minecrafty thing too. Um, it's, it's a, this derpy little fish that can come out of the water and, and kind of exist a little amphibiously on the land. And they look so derpy and kind of cute at the same time. Very similar to the axolotl, actually, except this would be more like the axolotl's ugly cousin. <laughs> um, but they would, they would be so cool to, to see swimming around in the water and then sort of like jumping out onto the land and sort of skittering around on the, the shore a little bit. Maybe, you know, maybe they're attracted specifically to clay blocks because clay is a little bit more um, squishy and, and damp and they like that and they don't like the sun. Maybe they stay in the shade um, because they don't want to get dehydrated and maybe they have have funny interactions with the player. Maybe they just kind of look at you with a derpy look. I don't know. But mud skippers are the coolest animals in the world, and I want to see them added to rivers in Minecraft. Um, another thing that I think would be really cool, and this is something that I actually see a lot around my own home, because in my backyard there is a pond, and we see herons, which are these beautiful crane-like birds that fly in all the time just to, like, eat frogs and stuff. They almost give me like a Jurassic Park feeling when I see them flying because they're so big. They, they remind me of like pterodactyls. Um, but if to add some sort of like creature that's a, it doesn't, you know, fit the cutesy, derpy side of things, but more of like the, oh, that's a really cool, beautiful creature, um, which is really missing in Minecraft, I think. Add a, a, a heron and th they would just basically fly in, you know, live around, uh, bodies of water, eat frogs, eat fish, and just sort of stand there and be beautiful. <laughs> um, and also flying around too, I think would be good because we don't really have that many flying creatures in Minecraft. Um, there wouldn't be any unique functions or features that the, the heron would do. They would just really add a layer of beauty and atmosphere to water bodies in Minecraft, and I would love to see it. Also, I mean, beyond just the life that rivers uh, need to have in Minecraft, I think that there is an opportunity here to add some more river-themed features. So, um, the scoot. Okay, so the scoot that you get from turtles, you can craft it into a turtle shell helmet. That's something that you can currently do in the game. And it, that messes with me, my OCD quite a bit because it's such an incomplete picture. I want to see turtle shell armor. And for the sake of, you know, just making myself happy, I'm just going to say, let's add turtle shell armor into this hypothetical river update. Um, turtle shell armor obviously would be crafted completely out of scoots that you get from turtles. Um, and it would naturally come with Aqua Affinity and Depth Strider because it's a water thing. Um, and it wouldn't be like, I don't think this would be too OP because turtle shells, uh, turtle shell armor would be challenging to get because you have to farm turtle shells and you have to stay up at night to do that. And there's this whole thing, especially if you're on a multiplayer server, you have to collaborate with your your the people you're playing with. You have to say, hey, please don't sleep the night because I need turtle babies to come and drop their shells. Um, 
basically, I think that this is something that is a huge missed opportunity. I just want to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle walking around <laughs> in Minecraft, just covered in green turtle shell. I would love, I would love to see this added to Minecraft. Um, my last idea here is a little bit out there, and I, I, I think it's cool. Um, maybe, maybe not. You guys let me know what you think. So what if there were ruined bridge structures that spanned different types of river, uh, rivers in Minecraft? And underneath the bridge lives a troll mob. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, you know, this is based on all the fairy tales of, you know, trolls that live under bridges. And in order to cross, you either have to give them a gift or complete a quest or answer a riddle, that kind of thing. It's based on that whole story. Um, the troll would be hostile to you, but it could be distracted by shiny trinkets, sort of like gold nuggets or iron nuggets or any shiny metallic thing that you might have on you. You throw it to the troll. The troll stares at it for a few minutes, allowing you to go past, um, maybe cross the bridge if you want to cross the bridge or just get past it without confronting it. The troll would be guarding a horde of treasure that it looted from other people who tried to cross the bridge in the past. So this would kind of be like a lore behind what the troll is doing, sort of like a story of its previous life. Um, and the loot would basically be armor and weapons. Nothing too powerful, nothing too fancy, but if you're in a pinch and you really need to get some armor and weapons and all you have on you is an iron nugget, um, throw it at the troll, run under the bridge, and grab everything that's there. Um... The troll would become very s slow in sunlight, and it would avoid sunlight. And this is playing on the idea that um, in Lord of the Rings especially, trolls turn to stone when they're exposed to sunlight. Now, I don't think that, as cool as it would be to have troll statues, I think it would be kind of annoying if you are seeking out an encounter with a troll and all you can find is, uh, this troll couldn't make it out of the sun in time. It's a statue now. Oh, well, you know, I can't find a living one anywhere. So instead of becoming a statue, it would just become very slow, giving it the idea that it, maybe it's becoming more stone-like in the sunlight. Um, the troll would be wearing turtle shell armor, because why not? That's cool. And it would be wielding a large club. The club could be dropped if you defeat the troll, and you can use the club. It wouldn't be too powerful, but it would be more like a trophy item. Um, the troll and the witch would be friendly with one another. They would get along. Maybe they, when they see each other, they give gifts or something. Maybe the witch gives a, a potion of strength every time it sees a troll. And they both are somehow related to vi villagers. You know, villagers, when they get struck by lightning, they turn into witches. So maybe if a villager... Maybe if something else happens uh, to a villager, maybe if the villager is attacked by a vex, or maybe if maybe if the villager is uh, struck by lightning, maybe it has a chance to turn into a troll rather than a witch. But the idea that trolls basically might look like savage, you know, brutish, maybe larger villager variants might be kind of cool for lore's sake. And then trolls could also join raids as well, just to give the idea that they don't like villagers, they're buddy-buddy is with the witches, and maybe they're allied with the illagers as well. Um, I don't know, that's my kind of vision for a hypothetical river biome update. Let me know what you guys think, because that brings us to the end 
of this episode. So guys, if you have any questions or comments, please email me at dickstraightdowncast at gmail.com, especially if you have any comments or suggestions on how river biomes could possibly be updated. You can also join the Discord. The link is in the show notes, and you can connect with me on Twitter at rebeljc underscore 92. And if you're feeling particularly generous today, please drop by Apple Podcasts and leave a review on the show. I would love to see that. And guys, until next episode, continue to dig straight down.